the Holy Spirit would guide and lead us during this Bible study. Holy Spirit, begin to breathe upon your people. These are your sheep. Sweet Master, these are your sheep. Give to them what only you can. You know every need, you, you know every heart, you know every circumstance, every situation. Well, they've come on this Wednesday night to hear your voice. Minister your grace, your mercy, and your divine power to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. In Luke chapter 8, verse 47, you don't have to turn there, but it says here, in verse 45, when Jesus was dealing with the woman with the issue of blood, he asked, who touched me? And the Bible says in verse 47, and when the woman saw that he was, she was not hid, she came trembling, falling down before him. And she declared unto him before all the people for what how she, she had touched him and how she had, was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith had made you whole. Go in peace. So Jesus tells her, her faith made her whole. She connected with God or her faith connected with God and caused her to experience the deliverance that she wanted or that she needed. Doing these teachings on faith, on radical faith, we're finding out that our faith connects us with the power of God the delivering power of God that we uh, need in our lives. And it's only by faith that we receive from God. You know, there, there, there are times, of course, when God will move out of mercy. And I thank God for those times. But that's not 100% of the time we're going to receive when it's like that. When, when we see miracles and signs and wonders, the gifts of the, of the Spirit operating, the Spirit of God does not always manifest like that in, 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 in miracle working power in that way. Those are gifts of the Spirit. A lot of times you'll be in a, in a, in a service and all of a sudden, everybody gets healed in the service. Even those who are not exhibiting any faith at all. They're just receiving because the Spirit of God wills to do that. But again, that's not 100% of the time the Spirit of God moves that way. But when we exhibit faith in the Word of God, our faith is released. We can be sure that 100% of the time we're going to get it. When we're, when we're walking by faith, when we're, when we're releasing our faith. And this woman, she got what she wanted because she, couldn't, her, she connected with God's covenant power, 
with our faith. Jesus told us, he said, your faith made you whole. Your faith healed you. Your faith in me healed you. There were probably many people in the crowd that day that needed something from Jesus. But she got what she wanted because her faith was released. Well, see, it works the same way with us today. If we're going to receive from God 100% of the time, like God wants us to, we got to release our faith like that. We have to connect with him by faith. That's why these, these teachings on faith are never in vain. Faith, the Bible says, comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So every time that you have an opportunity to hear the word preached, your faith ought to be increasing. And it does increase. Pastor Goodluck used to always talk about how when the word is preached, we're being cleaned. We're being cleansed. Things are going on in the spirit realm that we don't even realize a lot of times. But your faith is increasing every time you hear messages, particularly on faith. And so that's why I believe these, these, these teachings are so important. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Can I get that? These are familiar scriptures, but I want to, because we're going to go through some things tonight, uh, but I want to lay some foundational things tonight starting out. The Bible says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the Bible says, if I don't have faith, I can't please God. I cannot connect with God. I can't get the things that I need from God, even though God is willing through covenant to bless me. So it's my faith, the development of my faith is very important. I should never uh, look look at it as a small thing. God wants my faith to be to develop so that I can receive from him those things that I need. Those things that he desires that I experience. Those things that Jesus died on the cross to give us. But again, Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, because of a lack of understanding of the principles of faith, Bible faith. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. So faith is a very important subject matter. And God wants us to be strong in it. It says here in verse 16 of Romans 1, Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this. This gospel because it connects me with God. It allows me to experience the covenant blessings of God. It draws me closer to God in terms of the reality 
of the power of God. He says, for it is the, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation or unto deliverance. Any deliverance that you need, it'll be manifested through the word of God or your faith in the word of God. It is the power of God unto deliverance or salvation. Of course, salvation can, can be many different things. Eternal salvation, of course, we get born again. But it also entails deliverance from poverty, deliverance from sickness and disease, deliverance from any of the curse that may be trying to intrude upon your life. We are delivered from it through the gospel. The Bible says, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we've studied along these lines and we found out that uh, the original blessings of the covenant were experienced only by the Jews. They were the only ones initially that experienced covenant power. But now through Christ Jesus, every believer in Christ can experience the power of God, the blessing of the covenant, but we connect with that blessing through faith. Same way that they did, we connect with that blessing through faith in Christ Jesus. The Bible says here in verse 17, For therein, or through the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So faith for the believer, faith for you and I, is a lifestyle, or it should be a lifestyle. This is how we operate. This is how we live. This is how we experience God on the level that he wants us to experience him. It's by faith. It's by an understanding that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. And that every, like the song was saying, every promise in the covenant or in the word of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Okay? So these are, these are foundational truths that God wants to really bring home to us in this season. Because God doesn't want us to leave any blessings. Listen to me now. He doesn't want us to leave any blessings on the table. He wants each and every one of us to experience those things that he's placed, those desires that he's placed in our heart. All those desires that he's placed in our heart, he wants us to experience them. But we won't experience them if we're not walking by faith in what he says. So it's important that we understand that. It's important that faith is not... Faith is not an option. It's, it, it's, it's a lifestyle that we must embrace if we're going to experience the things that God wants us to experience. So God's not holding anything back. He's not holding any blessings back. What he's looking for is somebody in the earth who will believe his promises, who will be radical in their belief. We found out what that word radical means. It means to be extreme. A people who have 
made a decision that they're going to believe God. If everybody else doubts him, I'm going to believe him. If everybody else uh, chooses to walk by sight, I'm going to be that one who walks by faith. And if you are, are, have that type of determination, God views it, and the power of God is released on your behalf when you believe that way. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced that, that the mountains that are in our lives are allowed there so that we can speak to them and command them to be cast into the sea. I, I believe that every giant that we encounter, that God allows us to encounter, God, His perfect will for us is to step on the head of Him, to slay Him, and to experience God's best in our lives. As we step out in faith, in the Word, in spite of every obstacle or challenge. Now, we need to learn how to obtain faith. And we, I just uh, kind of went over that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we also need to learn how to release faith. So my question is, and I already answered my question, is how do I obtain faith? And I want you to see it in the Word, though. Let's go there to Romans 10 and 17. We need to put our eyes on this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I often ask people sometimes, do you have faith? And a lot of times they'll say, yeah, I got faith. I said, when was the last time you heard the Word of God preached? Well, it's been a while. Well, you don't have, your faith is not on the level that God wants it to be. Faith comes only one way, by hearing the Word of God. Not having heard, but a constant hearing of the gospel. So that my faith can stay on a level where I can experience what God wants me to experience the power of deliverance, power over the curse, power over the giants that are coming against me. Power over the circumstances. Not that circumstances won't come, but I am designed by God to overcome each and every one of them by faith. So I must continuously be exposed to truth if I'm going to experience Consistent victory as a believer. I must continuously be exposed to the gospel. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the only way it comes. So how do I, but how do I release my faith now? That's, that's the next question. How do I release this faith? First of all, I think we learned this last week. Everybody has faith. The Bible says God has given to every person or every man the measure of faith. So all of us have faith. It's not a problem in terms of having faith. 
But faith is, is experienced in different degrees. You can have little faith or you can have great faith. God wants us to have great faith. So just starting off, I just want you to know that you are not starting out with a deficit. You have faith. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And God gave it to you. Matter of fact, it's God's faith. It's His faith that He gives to us. But God's, in order for us to experience God's best, that faith has to be released and developed. And my question was, since I got faith, according to the Word of God, how do I release that faith? Because that's, that's where a lot of times we miss it. We'll, we will hear the Word of God. And again, thank God for our pastor. Amen. Every Sunday, <laughs> she's blessing us. Amen. With, 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 with faith, the Word of God is coming forth. The teachers at Sunday school, they're blessing us on Sunday morning with the Word of God. So, but how do I release this, that faith? That's, that's what happens a lot of times. We're, we're, getting, we're ingesting the Word. We're becoming uh, word hogs. Amen. We're, exper- we're, hit, we're getting it, but we're not releasing it. Faith that is not released is like dead faith. It doesn't do us any good. God wants us to release that faith because when we release it, the power of God is released with it. See, that's, that's, that's the key. That's the key. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 10. How do I release this power? How do I release this faith, this powerful faith that God has given me? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So, the way that I release my faith is by speaking the word. Now, we'll say amen to that in church. We'll say, yeah, I understand that. I've heard that before. But truly, how often do we really release our faith by speaking it? Or how often we're we're confronted by the enemy do we say things that are contrary to what the Word says? When under pressure, what's coming out of my mouth? If I can learn to understand this principle, no devil can defeat me. I'm convinced of it. If I can learn to understand that when I'm confronted by the enemy and his contradictions, if I will but speak the word, and when I'm speaking the word, I'm releasing the power of God, which is the the power that's meant to deliver me, When I'm speaking the word, I'm releasing God's power, and that is when the enemy is defeated. He's not defeated when I just think the word. 
It's good to have your mind filled, filled with the Word. But that does, not, that, that does not defeat the enemy. Jesus said on the Mount of Temptation, it is written. He, he spoke the Word. So it's important that the child of God be reminded on a regular basis the necessity of speaking to your mountain. Of speaking to the things that's trying to bind you. You and I have to learn or be reminded that the Word of God is a weapon when it comes forth out of our mouth. It's a two-edged sword. In the spirit realm, it's nuclear to the devil. He doesn't want us to know that. He wants us to lose sight of that. But it's, we release our faith when, and the power of God when we speak the word. So God's reminding us of that tonight. Faith not released is just like you're not having any faith. So I got to speak it. I got to learn to speak the word. First, I got to know the word. I can't speak what I don't know. That's why meditation on truth is so important. That's why understanding the value of Bible study is important. So we've learned something tonight. And I always have to remember, when I'm teaching along these lines, I'm teaching the babies too. A lot of us veterans, we know these things. God just reminding us of these things. But there are children who are coming into the body of Christ that don't even know these things. I found that when I went to Calvert. That a lot of things that we take for granted that people know, they don't know. They don't know that the Word of God is, is life. Jesus said, my words are spirit, and they produce life. There's only, the only life that matters is God's life. And the only way that it can be made manifest is by the child of God speaking his word. But I got to know it. I got I to have it in my heart in order for me to release it. So it's very important that you and I get to that point where particularly when we're under pressure and under attack that we speak the word. When that pain manifests itself in your body, don't go into that mode of talking about the pain all the time. No, speak to that thing. It's a spirit. I said it's a spirit. And it only understands power. It only understands authority. So when you get that pain, it say in the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I'm healed. Speak to it. You were designed by God to do it, to do it that way. To speak to every manifestation of the curse.
So this is how faith works. I must release the power of God through speaking his word or speaking words of faith. Now, a review. Romans chapter 4. Let's go back there. We touched on some of this last week. I got a lot of scriptures, and I know this is going to be a long series. I tell you, it's going to be long. But I tell you what, when we come out of this, we're going to be faith giants. Amen. Yeah. The, the devil is going to be sorry that he even messed with you. Because you're, you're going to be a person who understands. And knows what belongs to him. Romans 4 verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Now we talked about Abraham last week. We We've talked about him often during these series of teachings the last few uh, months. But I want you to understand something, that God taught Abraham faith. God taught him faith. The Bible says he's the father of us all, so he is our example of how to walk by faith and to have a relationship with God by faith. He's the father of, of, of us all. That's what the Bible says. So he's my example. And, and we found out that the results that Abraham got was not just because he was in covenant relationship with God, but because he had faith in the covenant. He had a belief that God would not fail him or forsake him. He truly got to that point where he, the Bible says he was fully persuaded. And we're going to touch on that. But when I, when, I, when I read about these characters in the Bible, I thank God for their lives, but I don't put them on a pedestal. Because what they were doing, we can do also. They had a faith in an awesome God. They had a radical faith in an awesome God. Therefore, the promises of God manifested in their life. Same holds true with you and I. If we will exhibit the same type of belief system that Abraham exhibited and walk in the steps that he walked in, we should expect to walk in divine freedom, divine power, Divine strength in our generation. Overcoming every obstacle. Not saying we won't have some trouble. Not saying things will, come, will not come against us. They will. Jesus said in this world you're going to have trouble. But be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world for you. We, we have to understand that we were designed by God to overcome everything by faith. The word is not, it's not watered down in our generation. We've watered it down with the way we've, we, we've looked at things. Now, 
God taught Abraham faith. I'm convinced of that. Let's go to James chapter 2. Verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled with saying, Abraham, what? Believed God. Somebody say he believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. I believe that Abraham was God's friend because he was a great student of faith. I, I, I believe that God looked at him and when he pulled him out of Earl of the Chaldees and he began to operate in his life, he began to have a relationship with Abraham, God knew something about this man that he would be a student of faith. He would, he would learn the things that were necessary for him to be the father of many nations. And not only that, but he would teach his children the things that he learned. That he would pass that information down to the next generation and to the next generation. So the Bible says he was a friend of God, and I believe it was because he was a student of faith. God taught him to believe, and he passed the test. He taught him how to believe, and he passed the test. Now, the first component of great faith is a commitment and unbroken focus on God's Word. I'm going to read that again. The first component, because that's what we want to get, we want to get to that point where we're walking in great faith. Is a commitment and unbroken focus on the Word of God. You are those people like that. On a Wednesday night, you're here. You're sitting under the Word of God. You've made a commitment to focus on the Word of God. You've become your, your disciples. Therefore, now you are candidates to walk in overcoming great faith. Let's look at verse 17 of, of chapter 4 of, of Romans. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So Abraham's faith, always going back to the foundational truth... Abraham's faith was always based or only based on the Word of God. And he developed an unbroken focus on the truth. Get this in your heart. This is, this is how God was able to teach him. Because Abraham committed himself with an unbroken fault. He didn't let any other thing distract him from what God had for him. He didn't let life distract him. He heard the promise that I'm going to make you the father of many nations. He embraced it fully and totally and was determined in his generation 
to experience the blessings from the Almighty God. So he had an unbroken focus and a commitment to truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Let's go there. Well, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll turn to it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And this is the key, I really believe, to really walking in Bible faith. The Scripture says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but of the things which are not seen. So, right away, I see God commands us, when we're walking by faith, or great faith, not to pay so much attention to the seen. Not to pay so much attention to what's going on out here in the natural realm. Now, that takes discipline to do that, but, but we're able to do it because God says we can. While we look not at the things which are seen, we're not focusing on, the, we don't deny the trouble. We don't deny the sickness. We don't deny the things that's coming against us, but we choose not to focus on it. Our unbroken focus is on what God has said. Now, when you, when you live this way, a lot of people will say, well, you're denying things. No, you're not denying it. You're denying their right to rule over you. Yeah. You, 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 you have made a decision that your focus is going to be upon the Word of God and not what's going on out here in the natural realm. Well, how do I do that? How do I, how do I act on it? How do I live my life this way? Well, we just found out. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. I'm constantly hearing the Word of God. I'm constantly allowing the Word of God to go into my mind or go into my spirit. And I'm constantly releasing that faith whenever that thing comes to my mind. Whenever, whenever the doctor's report comes to my mind, I don't focus on the doctor's report. I don't deny the doctor's report, but I don't focus on it. I focus on what God has said. God says, whose report are you going to believe? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? To us. The power of God has been revealed to us through the Word. Our God is awesome. Christ has redeemed us from all of the curse, being made a curse for us. So I focus on Him. Now I could, I could, I could, I could get down in the dumps with you and, 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 and feel sorry for you, or you could feel sorry for me. But how many of y'all know that's not going to get us anywhere? We got to keep our eyes on the Word. We got to speak the Word in spite of everything that's going on around us. 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. They're temporary. Here's something you need to grab hold to as we get ready to close tonight. Satan is the God of this world, little g, right? He's the God of this world, little g. He can make some things happen in the natural realm. Yes, he can. God allows him to. Okay? That, 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 that disease that's on your body, God, God allowed it. He could have stopped it. But here's the thing. God already knows what he's done to bring you deliverance. So what God wants us to do, he does not want us to focus on what the devil has done. Satan can bring an attack. Y'all, we all know that, right? But he cannot maintain the pressure of an attack. Somebody needs to get that. He can bring that thing into your He can bring that, that, that disease into But he cannot maintain the pressure of it when you understand who you are in Christ and what's already been done for you. He can't maintain the pressure of it. He'll, he'll do it because he's a spiritual outlaw, but he, he, he's, he can't do it legally to you and I. It's against the law. It truly is. In the spirit realm, it's against the law. But we have to understand that we've been redeemed from these things. So I, I focus on what God says. I focus on the promises instead of the problem. Again, I don't deny the problems. So, that's what we do. Let's go back to the scripture again. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So I must develop that spiritual discipline to focus on the word always. For the things which are seen, the things which I see with my natural eyes, the things that's coming against me in the natural, they are temporal. But the things which are not seen, which is the Word of God, is eternal. Glory to God. So my, my focus must be on the Word. Abraham's focus was upon the Word. The second component of great faith is I must believe in the supernatural ability of God. I must believe in the supernatural ability of God. Let's go back to Romans again. God, His power is unlimited. And He wants to manifest His power in our lives. So Abraham, the Bible says, let's read verse 17 again. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead. God has power to make the dead things in my life come alive. I must believe that God can bring anything back to life. A dead marriage, he can bring it back to life. Dead dreams, he can bring them back to life. A dead ministry, he can bring it back to life. A dead body, <laughs> he can bring it back to life. How do I know that? Because the Word says so. 
So I said, well, I don't want to get that deep. Why not? Why not? If it ain't my time to go, if I fall down right here, I want somebody to come over here and begin to speak the word over my body. I do. Yeah. If God raised me from the dead, it wasn't my time. Amen? This is our portion. Jesus did it. He said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works shall you do because I go into the... I believe it. He said, he, that's what he said. Greater works shall you do because I go into the... Because I've been enthroned at the right hand of God, representing you there. And the things that I did when, you were, when I was on the earth, you have been anointed to do them also. But you got to believe it. Radical faith is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an extreme faith. I'm talking about a last day faith. In the last day, this is the kind of faith that God is looking for. A people who are bold in their assertion of who they are in Christ. Who really and truly believe that resurrection life dwells on the inside of them. Who truly have an understanding that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. They really believe it. They, they've gotten to that point where they just believe it. They don't fall apart when the devil knocks on their door. Matter of fact, they just answer it with faith. So you showed up again. I got something for you today. And it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. This is where I believe he's taken us. Where we're not shaken by anything. I didn't say we're there yet, but I'm saying this is where he's taken us. Where we're not shaken by anything. A people who have a perpetual belief that our God can do anything. And that he wants to work through us in the miraculous ways in our generation. Stand to your feet tonight. I really believe we've only scratched the surface of what God wants to do. And what God wants to do with and through us as a church body. I believe that these are the last of the last days. And that God really Desires to make us new sharp threshing instruments with teeth. Lift your hands to him if you'll believe that too. Father, we present ourselves to you tonight. With your children blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are in your family forever. We look to the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. He is our righteousness. And therefore, all these things, all these promises are to us yes and amen. Our focus, O God, is on your kingdom glory. Grace and mercy has been poured out from your throne. 
Your, your divine word says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly place. So tonight, Lord God, we pray that we will begin to experience the miraculous in our lives. Those things that have bound us in the past will no longer bind us. Those things that hindered us will no longer hinder us because of our faith in you. Faith in your promises. Faith in your covenant. Faith in our awesome God. So I pray tonight, Lord, breathe upon your people tonight. Let them experience you in dynamic ways that they've never experienced you before. May that which is in us be made manifest outside of us by the power of your word. Every dream, every destiny, all those things, oh God, that you prepared for us before the foundation of the world, may we begin to walk in those steps in our generation, unhindered by any force, glorifying you as we do so. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen.